Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up? Hey. Hey. So, um, we do this by candlelight now, because it's super helpful for So Mark. much better, yeah. Um, but we have so many candles going, it looks like we're having a seance. I know it does. So, I'm, I'm going to quote a movie line, and I guarantee you I know the first one that's going to tell me who it is. What, do you tell you that in a fucking seance, Steven? Tell me what movie that's Backdraft. Well, you weren't supposed to say it. Oh. <sighs> Sorry, I thought God. you were talking to me. No. Jeez. Good Lord. You and your firefighter movies. Hey, Backdraft. What was the other one? With John Travolta? The fuck was the name of that? Ladder 49? Uh, oh, yeah. That yeah. was actually a good one. Do you, Joaquin so, Phoenix. Yeah, so Joaquin Phoenix's wife in that movie... Do you remember? She was um, on the real world London. Yeah, I do remember that. Jacinda. Yeah, I do remember yes. that. That was actually a really good movie. Ladder 49? Yeah. It was. It was. But, I mean, if you were old enough to do backdraft, like, everybody yeah. likes backdraft better. Yeah, I get it. But, yeah, both good movies. Yeah. Which, there was a uh, Chicago fireman who made aid the other day. During what? Uh, it w- I, I don't know what was on fire, to be honest with you, but um, it was bad. Um, they were doing CPR on him when they pulled him out. He's in the ICU. He's fighting for his life. Jeez. Still a probie. Oh, really? So, yeah, prayers to his family. Hope mm. he gets better soon. Yeah. Um, now that I brought everybody down. Yeah. Sorry. Nice job. Sorry. Fuck. So, uh, you guys want to hear something funny? I mean, obviously you do. Sure. Uh, pretty sure we're canceling Christmas in our house this year. Mm, yeah. Um, it, it's our fault. <laughs> we take full blame for it. Yeah. But not that we're religious people. I mean, Mark is more than me. Mm-hmm. I try to be, but I mean, I'm not. I don't go to church. It is what it is, but... Um, the purpose of Christmas and the meaning of Christmas is completely fucking lost in this house. Yeah, it is. Completely lost. That's our fault for spoiling the kids. It is our fault. It is. And, um, my stepmom is doing an absolutely wonderful thing this Mm -hmm. year instead of our yearly pickle tradition. And I'm sure a lot of you guys know what the pickle is. Um, she thought it would be a good idea to donate the money to the... Um, tornado relief fund yeah, for Kansas and the other awesome. states, which is amazing because Mark and I were talking about it beforehand. Um, I, these people lost everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, they don't even, even have even a fucking that. wash rag to wash their ass with. Yeah, I couldn't like, even imagine. If I had, if if I had money, oh my god, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But they, our our kids, don't get it. No. You know, the teenager wanted cash for, for Christmas, which is no. fine. I have no, it, it's easy on me. Um, but that's all they want. Gimme, gimme, but gimme. The teenager lost her mind with the pickle. Right. Oh my God. A hundred dollars. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe, this is a tradition. Right. A tradition of what? Meanwhile, we have a pickle. We can do it too. Just yeah. finding the pickle doesn't mean you get fucking money. It used to be a board game. We right. used to get board games. And then when we got older, it was cash. But right. I personally have never found the pickle. Whatever. No, Doesn't but it, it says more that our that's eight what year we're old. Con- right. 
our right. eight year old was more concerned about donating money donating right. money than right. our fifteen year old. Right. Now the eight year old uh with Christmas, he doesn't do shit. No. He doesn't. The icing on the cake today, I vacuumed the stairs. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> You um, would have thought the stairs hadn't been vacuumed since we moved in. So I don't know what the fuck Leah's vacuuming. I don't know, but I went, you know that um, that thing I have? Yeah. Which, so there's this infomercial thing that like pulls hair and lint up. Guys, spend the eight fucking dollars and get yeah. it. It's amazing. Uh, but that was, that was my icing on the cake. I'm just glad we're on the same page now because mm-hmm. every time you come home from work, I feel like I'm bombarding you, but... I, I'm telling you, I'm fucking stressed. Yeah. So I could only say so much, you know, to them. And I mean, the, yeah, so they, they're you, on, you gotta help me out. They're on Christmas break. Leah's got two days of three days of finals. Jax yeah. is on Christmas break. Um, their asses are going to be cleaning backboards or, uh, baseboards walls. I have a thing to clean the wall. Like, it's yeah. not like it's going to be a fucking struggle. They have to spray the wall down and wipe it down with this thingy. Right. But, they're going to clean. Yeah. They they're going to clean. They're going to go through their rooms. I we're, Literally, I will donate everything but the shirt on their fucking back. <laughs> they're going to learn. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be a dick, but it, the whole, the, the tornado relief thing really pissed me off. That pissed like, me off, too. <clears throat> these guys literally, like, they don't have a wash rag to wash their ass with. Yeah. But, and it was the fucking end of the world. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is... I work every day, all day, and then bring work home to make money to give them shit for Christmas. They don't care. No, they don't. They don't care. I asked Jax to vacuum the couches. It's not fucking hard. Right. We have an itty bitty attachment you put on the vacuum. It's not fucking heavy. Vacuum it and get the dog hair off. No. Nope. So, yeah. I'm not saying we're canceling altogether. We'll be postponing. But they, at this it's point, it's coming close. They gotta earn it. Yeah, it's coming close. Cause I'm, yeah. Mama's mad. Mama's mad. Mama's really mad. I'm tired mm-hmm. of coming home from work feeling like fucking shit with my eye twitching, and looking at the stove that didn't get cleaned up. Yeah. Dude, if we, when we were growing up, if we did the dishes and didn't clean off the stove, yeah. Oh, my mom would have made us fucking lick it clean. Oh, I mean, you know how Grandma Mary yeah. is. I mean, mm-hmm. everything was fucking spotless. I mean, if if it wasn't, I mean, pfft. yeah, that'd be it. We rotated a room every week, and that's what we did. And my mom didn't fuck around. But I don't even remember being this sloppy. Like, I think Grandma Mary just like had it installed in me. Yeah. Like, I mean, my room, I never had shit on the floor. Like, clothes piled up. I just I, didn't. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I I truly don't remember. I'm sure if you ask my mom, she'll tell you I was a slop. Yeah. But I, I, I truly don't remember. So I won't say I was, I won't say I wasn't, but No, I I, I remember. Know. I we just didn't. We kept the house clean. That was so it. so all you parents out there. <laughs> Sorry, we're we're we get it. Yeah. I'm struggling. <laughs> it's a little struggle. Yeah. Then I started one little project. I'm cleaning the fuck out of that closet upstairs. Mm, that's good. Packed. I have 172 purses, so I, I if, if any of you ladies want to find me on Poshmark, yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and sell them. Yeah, you, you got I do lot. have a shit ton. I love purging, though. I yeah. love it. 
I bought you one purse, and then I figured, fuck that, because you you have too many of them. Yeah. I love that purse, so I still have that purse. Do you? Yes. Of course I did. It was a coach. But you... it was from, um, God damn it, an insurance company. It was their commercial. I wanted the purse that oh, she, yeah. remember? And you uh, literally called the company. The guy with that was holding the, the, the fishing, fishing pole. Yeah. yeah, the fishing pole. Mm-hmm. You almost got it. You almost got it. And you, it was the chick that had the purse. You even called the fucking company I to did. find it. And they said I, they didn't make that purse. It yep, was just it a was just for the commercial. prototype or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm a hundred percent a bag lady. I don't do shoes. I don't give a fuck about shoes. Yeah, I, you do. I just bought you two new pairs of boots. I like I like boots. Yeah. I like me some boots, but currently I'm wearing Jackson slides. So And he's pissed at you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I gave you life. I can take your fucking slides. <laughs> Shut up. It's where are you wearing them to? I know, right? It's twenty degrees outside. It's not like you take the dog out. <laughs> True so, story. Yeah, True but I, I do. I do love a good purge. Yeah, I do. you do. Once a year, it until I get into their fucking rooms. So. Uh, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. Throw Leah's like skimpy clothes out too. <laughs> that she fucking. <laughs> Her fucking Playboy <laughs> shit. And... That's all Christina's. Yeah, throw it out, yeah. please. <laughs> I know. It's it's so, like, and for moms of teenagers, you, you get it, dads of teenagers, too. Yeah. Like, it's either, like, pretty woman, Julia Roberts, yes, or, or you're fucking Amish. Yes. Like, there's literally there's no, in, no between. in between. The other thing, too, with Target, for, I, I love Target. Everybody knows I love Target. Mm. Uh, I also love the bottom of my shirt. Can I please have a full fucking shirt yeah. that covers my ass? Yeah. And I'm talking about for adults. Yeah. I would like the whole thing, please. <laughs> Not half of it. Right. Fuckers. Yeah, dude. That's, whatever. So... Yeah, Mama had a date today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you bathed me. Thank I you. I did bathe you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need to bathe myself now. Nice and clean. Yeah. That soap you got, but you should you should 100% plug that soap because it's fucking it's phenomenal. It's that Dr. Squash or whatever. Squash? Like Sasquatch? Squash, yeah. You know, I saw a couple commercials for it and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give it a shot and holy fuck, does it smell amazing. It's bar soap. Yeah. But it and smells I, I'm not a, I'm glorious. not a fan of bar soap. No, you're a bubbles guy. I am. I've I've made fun of you for twelve fucking years. You're yeah, a bubbles guy. I am. But, but I like it. It's it lasts long. Yeah, it does. And I feel like your skin is moisturized. It it feels like it. Yeah. It doesn't feel all dried out. I really I really like it. Yeah, I so. like it too. So any dudes out there, yeah. it's good stuff. And I've tried a couple different scents. Ooh, sorry, was it your The pine tar is the best. The black one? Is that the black one? Yeah. Yeah. That one's the best. But all the other ones that I've tried are, are They're good, great. too. They're just really not a bad one. Yeah. So there's my shameless plug, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you want to sponsor us. Yeah. So. Um, yes, please. Yep. So we got a new Patreon. Okay. Her name is Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. Excuse me. And she is a patrolman. Cool. Yep. I feel like there's one Patreon. Let me find it now. I don't know why, but I feel like... So, Hillary is a Patreon. She's a lieutenant. Yeah. I feel like I skipped her name for some reason. So, if I did, I apologize. I'm shouting it out to you now. There's Hillary. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't don't know why. Mm. I just feel like it. So... 
And then today is a request. Today is a request from Alexis. Yes. Now, before we do the request, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to tell a little story. I'm not going to tell all of it. But we had a uh, woman by the name of Brittany Mm -hmm. reach out to us. She actually wasn't a listener at first. She was given our name from a friend um, and she got a hold of Mark. She sent him a message and asked him if we would share her sister's Facebook page Mm -hmm. on our Facebook page. We're like, fuck yeah, absolutely. So if if you're on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's, it's a horrifically sad story. Um, We ended up, that night, I ended up texting her, and we were texting for hours, hours and hours about her sister. So a, a little, just I'm going to give a tidbit, and then I'll tell a little more next week, and then one of these days soon, I'll do a deep dive. Like, I'll yeah. make it a, an extra episode. Yeah. Um, i got to move my mic. For, no, I don't. I'll move my book. Okay. So the website is Justice for Brianna Nugent Nix. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. It's ran by her sister, uh, Brittany. So uh, we were contacted by Brittany on December 8th. We did share the fuck out of the page mm-hmm. because the information that she sent me via text was... It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it's like, crazy. I feel like the South, is it's a good old boys club. It and is. if they don't want to do it, they're not going to fucking do it. Yeah. You know? So, uh, Bri- uh, excuse me, Brianna Nugent was born on May 13th of 1987. She was born and raised in Alabama. She um, was a beautiful, absolutely gorgeous girl, a mm-hmm. uh, bubbly brunette who everyone fell in love with as soon as they met her. She, at the time of her death, had been a nurse for 12 years and absolutely loved her job. Uh, she worked in the surgical ICU on the night shift at Princeton Baptist Medical Center. Uh, After her shift was over, she would normally finish up her charting and get home around 8 o'clock in the morning, you know. Mm -hmm. So on March 2nd, 2020, that was no different than any other day, uh, Brianna worked the night shift before, or excuse me, the night before 7P to 7A. She got home, changed out of her scrubs into work pants and a t-shirt, and we're assuming she went to bed because that's normally what she did when she got home and got settled. Um, at approximately 11 a.m., her husband of almost 10 years, Stephen, said he was standing outside doing God only knows what, mm-hmm. possibly with his thumb firmly implanted in his fucking ass, because right. that's what I wrote down. Um, said he heard a thump, thought nothing of it, thought maybe, well, oh, she dropped her cell phone and, and went about his business. Um, he said he then went to the bank and the dump and was gone about an hour. Mm -hmm. So here's my question. Now, according to Brittany, Brianna is my size. So she's a little over 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's standing outside. You're going to hear her fucking cell phone hit the ground? Right. There's a huge difference between a cell phone thump and a person and a 200 pound body hitting the floor. Believe me, I fall a lot. It sounds completely different. It's loud. Yeah. It's a lot different (laughs) than dropping my motherfucking cell phone. Right. So 
I said, I guarantee my ass hitting the ground sounds significantly louder than my fucking phone hitting <laughs> right. the ground. So he said he went to the bank and the dump and was gone for about an hour, uh, arriving back at approximately noon. He said when he got back, he noticed a light was on in the bathroom. It was fucking daylight. Mm -hmm. How'd you notice a light on in the bathroom? Mm -hmm. There's so many. Okay. So he attempted to enter the bathroom, but he found the door locked. So he picked the lock with his fingernail. Which is very interesting because the pictures of his hands are fucking nubbins. Mm. He chews his fingernails. Oh, that's How the fuck did you pick it? Yeah. I couldn't even pick our door with my fingernails, even now. They're too like right. big. So he finally gets in. He finds Brianna on the floor, unresponsive, not breathing. Uh, Brianna was on her back. Keep that in mind. That will come later. Mm-hmm. Uh, with her head towards the door and her feet facing towards where the toilet and the bathtub were. He called 911 at 12, 12 p.m. He proceeded to explain his whereabouts for the day because you have to give that many details. Right. I mean, you do. Um, he then said that he attempted CPR and that he almost passed out hmm. from, from doing CPR. Oh, really? Okay. Again, I'm, I'm 200 plus pounds. Well, sometimes I will work a code and look like I need to be coded, it's significantly longer than two fucking minutes that I'm right. doing CPR. Right. Okay. So the family was actually allowed to listen to the 911 tape. Mm-hmm. He was not breathing heavy. He wasn't like, you've heard, you've been on a call with me while I'm doing mm-hmm. CPR. My voice goes up and down while yeah. I'm doing compression. So there was none of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. EMS arrives at 1214. According to Brittany, you can see the station from their house. Mm -hmm. So they, I mean, they got there quick as fuck. Yeah. Funny though, um, his parents were there before EMS arrived. Yeah. And his parents live approximately 10 minutes away. So he called his parents first. He called his parents first. He had to up. There's no other. There's no way. No. Um, So first responders started life-saving measures on Brianna including giving her three rounds of Narcan. Now, for those of you who don't know, Narcan is a drug that um, reverses the effects of opioids. I always say that word wrong, opioids. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's given very frequently in overdoses. It's also given very frequently in um, cardiac arrests of unknown origin. So if we get on the scene and somebody's in cardiac arrest and we don't know why the fuck they went into cardiac, we give you everything. There's no way around it. Because I was given it, too. You were right? given it, too. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they didn't know. I mean, we'll push dextrose, which is sugar. We'll push Narcan. Because yeah. we don't know. Right. So they push Narcan, though, because Stephen told the first responders that she had most likely overdosed on fentanyl. Hmm. So they gave three rounds of Narcan, which I can assume is about two milligrams. Fentanyl is, it's strong. It's hard to reverse. So... Mm-hmm. At 12.23, Stephen called Brittany. Now, they grew up together, so they had known each other for three quarters of their lives. Yeah. So, Stephen calls Brittany and says very nonchalantly, hey, what are you doing? And she says, oh, I just finished up my lunch break. What are you doing? And he said, quote, well, you better get over here. Your sister has done tried to kill herself. Mm. Didn't, whatever. Very sympathetic. Didn't, yeah. So obviously Brittany goes flying the fuck over there. Yeah. Finds his parents sitting on the couch, hysterical, his parents. Yeah. And he's just 
walking around, fucking around, not doing anything. Hmm. So they ended up, I'll skip around a little bit, but, um, cause yeah, like I cause said, if we're going to do an episode, yeah, we're, I'm going to do a full episode on it. So, um, despite the life-saving measures, they were unable to revive Brianna and she was pronounced dead at 12.54 p.m. in her home, which mm. we do. Um, Brittany would later find out that there was an 18-gauge needle in the sink with a couple blood drops on it. Um, no syringe, so you need a syringe to draw up fentanyl. Right. And everybody knows, uh, first of all, a junkie's not going to shoot up with an 18-gauge needle. Right. That's big. 18 gauges. Big. Or shoot up with fentanyl. It's too fucking dangerous. Right, right. Now, she also had um, needles of multiple sizes, smaller. Yeah. So she wouldn't, she wouldn't, she's a nurse. Right. She's not going to fucking stick herself with an 18 gauge needle, first right. of all. Second of all, there's no syringe. No. There's no syringe. Um, while the paramedics were attempting to do CPR, one of the paramedics said that uh, Stephen was literally tripping over them. To get to the garbage can into, you know, in the bathroom and get yeah. it out of the house. So, um, there, the, there, there's so much more to it. I wanted, I wanted to start it. I wanted to get Brittany's name out there because it, the next episode, I'll give a little more information. Um, he's very shady. Yeah. He moved his girlfriend into the house with, within a fucking month. Mm-hmm. Like, he he doesn't talk to Brittany and her family. Right. Now, the big thing is, too, is the district attorney and the state's attorney down there. They are fucking ridiculous. They are obnoxious. At one point, the state's attorney threatened to have Brianna arrested for harassment because she was asking about her sister's case. Right. You can ask about the case. If this is an accident, like they're saying, the case is closed. Give me yeah. the fucking information. So right. she, she threatened to ever arrested right so we the police department is like throwing her in a circle right well one of the first investigators on scene happened to be steven's uncle yeah so um we are doing a few things for Brittany. we're trying to get some information we and it's fucking difficult it's very difficult we know a little more i think more avenues to, to go through so we are attempting FOIAs and and everything that we but can. They're ridiculous down there. It's and they don't give a shit. It's insane. Yeah. It's it's insane. So there is an anonymous tip line. Um, it's it's a justice for Brittany Nugent tip line. The number is two zero five two eight two zero seven four zero. You can also get a hold of myself or Mark, and you can also go on the website if you know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll get in. We're going to be covering it. Because yeah. I, I would like the fucking DA to arrest me. It, that's Earth And that's tried. the thing. Brittany was like, well, you know, she said she's going to arrest me for harassment and blah, blah, blah. You and I was like, try fuck you, arrest me. <laughs> right. What are you going to do? I get a couple days off work. Yeah. Like, Alabama's warm. I'm still going to bother you. Right. I'm still going to be putting in FOIA requests. <laughs> and that's what I told Brittany. Because I was like, listen, you know, Mark's going to put in the FOIA and blah, blah, blah. I was like, he ain't got nothing no. but time. So go ahead. I will send you a FOIA every motherfucking day until you give me what I want or you have me arrested. I'm almost to that point, yeah. too. So Alabama's warm. Mm-hmm. 
Brady said we could stay with her. Mm, that's so, cool. you know, I just, and I won't slander, but, um, the district or the state's attorney looks like a fucking tight ass. <laughs> There's no yeah. other way to put it. She looks like a oh, fucking yeah. tight ass. She does. So we're praying for the family. We want to help as much as we possibly can. This yeah. is literally, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me to help them with this for my entire life. <laughs> so this is very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. So we will, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. But um, we'll, we'll cover it in a full episode. I'll do a full blown episode. Yeah. I'll even, I'll, I'll talk to Brittany and see if she wants to get on the phone and stuff while we do the episodes. Cause cool. there's so much to it. Like that night when she was sending me stuff, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, yeah. Stevie Wonder could see this wasn't a fucking accident. Right. So. Right. All right. Don't worry. This story's kind of short. So. All right. So what are we doing today, Mama? <clears throat> today we're doing the Ooh. Farmville murders. Sorry, my voice is... I'm phlegmy again today. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't know if it's the weather changing or what, but... Everything man. is the weather changing. Dude. I'm weather struggling. changes are not good to you. No, not They're at not. all. They're not. Mm-mm. please stop they're fucking terrible <laughs> we get excited because it's like 30 degrees for three days and we're like oh thank god and then they're it's, like it's gonna be 60 on wednesday yeah what the fuck just so fucking stay cold whatever i i, I hate i hate the winter i hate it i know and when you asked me if i wanted to go skiing what the what <sighs> I mean, I think the kids would enjoy it. I don't it. give a fuck. I do not like winter activities. Yeah, I'm aware Mom, of come that. build a snowman with us. Nope. I'll watch it from the fucking window. Have fun. Yeah. No. I get it. All right. So, Farmville murders. Farmville. I've never heard of it. So, there was a game. Remember the game on Facebook, Farmville? Yeah. Not, not related. Oh, okay. <laughs> it happened in Farmville, Virginia. Ah. In 2009. Okay. So, we'll go over... Um, the people. Okay. So, uh, Emma Niederbrook was born on October 15th, 1992 to parents Deborah Kelly and Mark Niederbrook. Deborah was a sociology and criminology professor at Longwood University. She had her master's or doctorate. Fucking smart as shit. Hmm. Uh, Mark was a reverend at Walker's Presbyterian Church in Nicksburg, Virginia. I spelled Presbyterian so fucking wrong. Oh, I can It's imagine. not even funny. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, you know what I'm trying to say, but <clears throat> oh, the spelling is bad. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, Deborah and Mark were in the middle of divorcing and lived apart. Emma and her mom stayed in the house. Um, Mark moved out. Yeah. Now, they were trying to work things out. They were going to counseling, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were also very, very respectful of each other and made a point to co-parent with Emma's best interest in mind, making decisions together, stuff along those lines. Yeah. Good people. So she was their only child and being a homeschooled reverence kid, she tended to, uh, air quote, rebel, which mm. she, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> like, no. Rebel, I use the term loosely because... Just, Stay out past curfew? I mean, not even that. <laughs> like, she was a good kid. Oh. Um, is it, so I wrote, which as far as behavior is concerned, is a term I use loosely because the only rebellious thing she did was listen to horrorcore music. So I'm going to have to enunciate horrorcore, otherwise it's just going to sound like I'm saying whore. Horror. So... 
Do you know anything about this scene? This horror core? Mm, um, it's like ICP. Uh, I was thinking more like Guar. Uh, like, yes. So like Guar, Guar, yeah. ICP, like the Juggalos, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's music about literally the worst imaginable shit you can like, think of. Yeah. Torture, mutilation, murder. And they do sh- shit like on stage. Yeah. Like Guar. They, you know, they, Guar does, yeah. Yeah, they shoot like fake blood into the crowd right, and stuff right. like and that. And that's like, it's a whole scene. They're pretty it's a, good though. It's a huge like... It's, underground it's pretty scene. cool. Now, in Seeing Clown Posse, they have their juggalos and they're yeah. part of this scene. But they, the amount of money that they donate to charities and, and everything oh, I like could that, imagine. it's insane. Yeah, so, I could imagine. I, I tried to listen to a little bit of it. And I, oh my God. Yeah, I kind of like I, it. But. I couldn't. It almost seemed like she was more um, immersed in the scene itself yeah. than the actual music. So... Uh, she was described as sweet, smart, and beautiful. She was super into fashion, especially goth fashion at the time, mm-hmm. and wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, she dyed her hair pink and wore what they called goth makeup, you know, the heavy yeah. eyeliner, emo, stuff like that. But yeah. she, she could pull it off. I would look like I got the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> she pulled it off. This was also the MySpace era. Oh, man. Dude, I fucking love... MySpace. I was never on it. I see that kills me. Yeah. Because it, it was kind of ba- it started like oh six oh seven. So I mean mm-hmm. we were way out of high school. Yeah, I just I never had it. Kelly helped me set up my MySpace page because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> it was fucking great though. You could put songs on there and pay, it was amazing. Yeah. So she went by the name Ragdoll. Um, super cute. She used to wear a little necklace that's a doll on it all the time. Mm -hmm. She was very interested in the occult, but not in the seance like we're fucking having. Yeah, no shit. Um, on the other hand, too, she was kind of mainstream. She -hmm. loved Backstreet Boys, which... As we all do. Who does not. Right. Uh, she played soccer. She was pretty Mm -hmm. well-rounded. Yeah. So her best friend... Was Melanie Wells. Mm -hmm. Melanie was born on February 13th, 1991 in Louisiana. Two parents, Thomas and Kathleen. At some point they moved to West Virginia. Uh, This is where she was living and she was 18 years old at the time. Mm. She did drop out of high school but immediately finished her education through homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Melanie was also very into the horror core scene. Uh, and the girls were actually introduced via the internet by a horror court artist by the name of Razakel. Uh, so they call Razakel Queen of the Wicked Shit. <laughs> That's Love pretty it. cool. Um, so they were both part of her online promotional team, which uh, they called the Unholy Apostles. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> which is great. But Razakel would actually talk to them separately. Yeah. And then one day it was like, you guys would get along fucking fantastically and they don't live far from each other right. virginia west virginia you know um they became instant best friends after this happened cool um they actually met 20 year old richard samuel mccroskey the third the same way hmm. he was um part of the unholy apostles he dun, um, dun, yeah, dun. he was 20 farm california looked and act like a teenager um, he was described as very shy and passive, and he was also homeschooled part of the time. So all three of them were homeschooled. 
don't think it matters. Just kind of maybe they had more time to be yeah. online, you know. Um, so he got teased a lot. Uh, he would never fight back. He would just kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. So, of course, his online persona was literally the polar opposite. Right. Um, he went from a meek, mild kid um, to an amateur horrorcore rapper mm. who goes by the name Psycho Sam. Nice. They spelled Psycho S-Y-C-O. <laughs> That's cool. Like Jinko jeans. Yeah. yeah. Um, Psycho, I guess, was a common name in this scene. Sure. Which I guess makes sense. So um, he became Psycho Sam, not because of his middle name, but because of his fascination with the son of Sam. Mm. Which, all right, David Berkowitz. Yeah. (laughs) uh, So Morbid did an episode on this, and they said that if uh, David Berkowitz was in the horror core scene, his name would be Chubby Behemoth, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was amazing. That is Um, pretty cool. His family described him as two different people. They didn't know a whole lot about the actual scene, but knew he was online a lot and his persona was different. He wanted to be a rapper, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, He used the persona to come off as hardcore and a hard ass, like he didn't give a shit about shit. Right. I don't give a I don't give a shit about fuck, right. which little Jackie said to me the other day. And I was like, this is why you're with people. <laughs> so um, he did become close friends with a lot of other artists. And he was able to be whomever he wanted. Whomever? Whoever? Whomever? Whom? Whom? Um, and it, it all gave him keyboard confidence. Mm. That's a term I made up. I probably didn't. I'm sure I heard it somewhere else. But we'll it's roll not- with it keyboard warrior Mm-mm. is that an actual term yeah oh all right so he was really into web design and photography and was actually really fucking good at it mm. so a lot of the horror core labels used him to do their websites and photography Wow. and he thought as an aspiring artist he could use this as like his in yeah. you know so his screen name for the websites was demon dog that's pretty cool. Which is another reference to Son of Sam, which I went to look up and forgot. Hmm. So, okay. good job to me. Yeah, nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the three ta- talked online for a very long time. And at one point, uh, Richard and, and Emma started a flirty thing mm-hmm. for about a year. He was under the impression that Emma was his girlfriend. Yeah. And she was like, no. <laughs> What? <laughs> no. Whoops. They never talked about it, though. Yeah. Like, they never had an actual conversation about it. Yeah. Um, she would flirt and be like, oh, I love you. You're my soulmate. She's 16 on fucking MySpace. That's what she said to people. Yeah, but to a guy, that's well, we're taking it a uh, different way. He did. Yeah. So, they decided at this point, like, they would like to meet. Mm-hmm. So there was a music festival coming up in Southgate, Michigan. Uh, the music festival is called Strictly for the Wicked, which I love these fucking names, yeah, by the way. Yeah, badass. Um, and it was all horrorcore groups and artists. Yeah. The three of them saw this as a great opportunity to, to meet up and get to know each other. Um, now, Emma's parents, bless their hearts, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're better people than we are. Yeah. They're much better people than we are. Um. I mean, if our kids listen to horrorcore, whatever. I mean, 
Yeah. You fucking listen to that shit. Yeah, so right. I don't understand it. Right. I want to buy the Garth Brooks greatest fucking hits CD <laughs> off of Amazon, which has four different CDs in it. Right. So, which by the way, I have to talk to you about that because I really want that fucking box set. <laughs> um, they didn't get the horrorcore scene or her fascination with it, but they really tried to support, support it. Her. Yeah. Um, they knew she was having a really hard time with the divorce and didn't want to do anything to upset her further. So her mom, Deborah, had her in counseling with her. Her yeah. mom and, and Emma went together. And That's it good. was really just to make sure that the horrorcore music and stuff along those lines wasn't getting to her psyche. Yeah. Because it's it's fucked up. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. So she, they just wanted to keep communication lines open and, and you know, they tried. That sounds They good. really did. Yeah. Um, so... What, what? Oh, lose your spot. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's because I'm telling you, I'm not used to you looking at me. I know. It's. Mm. I don't know how long it's gonna. We've been recording like this Hello, for Clarice. Why a while, and it's still like. It's, I know. But you're not on your phone. You're actually paying attention to me. Yeah. Are you proud of me? Yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> it's because we're talking about the fucking music you listen to. That's yeah. Funny. Um. So, again, them not wanting to push her away when she brought up the music festival, they came up with a plan. Hmm. Uh, okay. The concert was uh, approximately 625 miles away, which would be a, about a 10-hour drive yeah. from their home. Um, her parents said that she could go under the condition that they were the ones who drove her there and back. They also said that Melanie and Richard could stay at their home while, you know, after the concert and get to know each other. Yeah. Richard was going to have to figure out his own transportation to and from California. Melanie drove herself. She was like 18. So uh, her parents felt that this was the best way to go about it because that way they would see what the festival was all about and they were still able to keep track of Emma right. and her friends at home. Whoa. That is not me. My bad. Mm-hmm. Mine's in my pocket off the chair, so it won't make noise because you yell at me. It's just anything on this table, it vibrates so much. It fucking... I know. Damn. Oh, whatever. So, Richard uh, figured out his transportation, obviously. Yeah. And the plan was to pick him up from the airport and drive straight to the festival. Um, and then after the festival, go back to Emma's house for a couple days to hang out. So on September 12th, 2009, Richard arrived at the airport. I'm assuming it was balls fucking early because this festival, I looked up the festival. I was able to find it. It started at like, I think two in the afternoon or something. Oh, really? And they're going for a fucking 10 hour drive. Yeah. So yeah. And this 2009 was actually the first year that this festival took place. Mm. Is it still going on? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, we're not going. Take Lugo. <laughs> I'm, not go- I'm not going with you. Ask a little Jackie. Yeah. Take Lugo. So Emma, Melanie, and Deborah went to the airport to pick him up. And immediately, Emma and Melanie were like, what the fuck? Uh-oh. So they're expecting Psycho Sam. Yeah. This hardcore, yeah. horrorcore rapper who doesn't give a shit about shit. 
And what walked off the plane was Richard Samuel McClaskey III. Oh. Uh, He was now this meek, mild, not self-confident person who got off the plane. Yeah. Immediately, Emma was taken aback. (laughs) It's like, fuck. Maybe we shouldn't have. I've been talking to this dude for a fucking year. (laughs) Like, come on. Because This is the guy? So, I mean, MySpace pictures... You yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want to him. Yeah, true. It, I mean, they were pictures of him, but yeah. not of the real him, you know? <laughs> Sweater vest wearing. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, he immediately noticed that Emma was like, fuck. Right. This is bad. This is not bad. <laughs> Things were awkward. Can you go obviously. away? Yeah. <laughs> go back. Go back home. Um. She thought that she was flirting with Psycho Sam and was not at all happy with who he actually fucking was now he had been building this relationship up in his head for over a year so he thought we're together she's my girlfriend Um, the two again had obviously not communicated and had two different ideas of what they actually were in their heads and now they have a long ass car ride (laughs) together with her parents and you can tell when when someone is like, mm, oh yeah, fuck, you know, man. you know, yeah, you know. So I'm sure he was uncomfortable. I, I, I'm sure everybody was un, like, I'm uncomfortable for them. Ten hour ride in silence. Right, it, it had to have been, you know. So, um, Richard is obviously pissed off at this point. Yeah, he did not get the reaction from Emma that he wanted. Yeah, he, now he's feeling. Very rejected. Yeah. Clearly. Um, So they finally get into the festival and people who saw the group said Emma was like super flirty with other guys, Mm. um, including a band member. And it all happened in front of Richard. Okay. So side note, my phone just went off too. Um, It's, it's one of my, one of my EMTs at work. (laughs) Totally had a rite of passage today. What? It's winter. You know what you don't do in the winter? You don't cut winter coats. <laughs> yeah, he sent me a picture. There's fuck. It, it was a down coat. There's, there's feathers fucking everywhere in the back oh, of the ambulance. Dude, was, what are you You've doing? been initiated now. So, yeah. um, so Richard is pissed, like even more now because she's doing this shit in front of him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he feels like she's rubbing it in his face. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see anything wrong with what she's doing because she is not Richard's girlfriend. Yeah, so she didn't see an issue with it. Man, um, sending them the wrong messages. She's 16. Yeah, but still. <sighs> um, so on September 13th, which is my mom's birthday, by mm-hmm. way, uh, 2009 concerts over everything's good they're back at Emma's house and for the most part everybody's getting along enjoying themselves yeah on September 15th at 7:52 in the morning Emma put on her myspace quote I made so many friends that night haha and Sam says hi I can't wait till next year I'll be driving next time okay um Melanie posts on myspace that she'll be back home on the 16th um so wait on myspace can you comment like facebook like if you make a post and then you could like comment under it yeah oh okay i think so yeah 
Mm. I'll do another um, episode of a MySpace thing where they go back and forth. So, mm. yeah, I think okay. so. Um, then nobody hears from anybody. No. Nobody's on MySpace. Nobody's texting. Nothing. Okay. Uh, Melanie's family just stopped hearing from her completely. Mm. So on September 16th, 2009, Melanie is supposed to be home. She's not, and they still haven't heard from her. Yeah. So Melanie's father, Thomas, drives to Emma's house to see uh, where the fuck his kid is. Yeah. No one answers the door. He can't see through any of the windows. He starts panicking at this point and decides he's just going to wait and see if they show up. Maybe they're out somewhere. Maybe they're doing something. Yeah. He waits for hours. Mm. Doesn't know what to do. So he goes home. About call the police? Well, they get there. So the last text they got from Melanie was the night of the concert. Her mom texted her to have fun, and she responded with, We will love you too, Mom. Kathleen's, uh, Kathleen repeatedly, I don't know what the fuck I wrote there. <laughs> repeatedly. Kathleen's mom repeatedly texted Melanie asking if she was okay, that she's worried. Um, where are you? What are you doing? Mm. Question marks. The last text that she sent to Melanie was, Melanie, please call me. Mm. So Thomas comes home with no Melanie, and now Kathleen is freaking the fuck out. Yeah. So she kept pretty up to date on Melanie's life and her social life and the horrorcore scene and her MySpace. And so she finds one of uh, Melanie's friends who's a horrorcore artist Mm -hmm. by the name of Andre Shrim and he runs Serial Killing Records in (laughs) New Mexico. Okay. Um, Kathleen knew that Melanie was friends with him and talked to him regularly. She also knew that Richard and Emma were friends with this guy too. Um, So she decides she's going to start calling everybody that she can think of in that community. She calls Andre. Yeah. Um, He goes by the name Sictanic the Soulless, by the way. (laughs) These names are... Yeah. They're amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So he was actually very, very helpful um, and would later say that he was very... uh, He was was glad that she called. Like, Mm -hmm. let us help you. Yeah. He also happened to be Razakel's boyfriend. Mm. So he told Kathleen that he hadn't talked to them that day, but he did see them at the music festival. Everybody was fine. They left with Emma's parents. Yeah. Um, Richard was actually doing the web design for Serial Killing Records. So mm-hmm. he, he did. Andre knew them quite well. Yeah. So now Kathleen starts calling Emma's house. No answer. Finally, she calls and fucking dipshit answers the phone. Richard. Really? What? Dude. Hmm. You're not good at this. No. Uh, he answers the phone and Kathleen's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Who this? <laughs> Why are you answering the phone? You don't live there. And where the fuck is everybody? Hello? Who this? Yeah. That's exactly, I'm sure, what it was. <laughs> um, so he told her they're at their movies. And that Deborah told him to answer the phone in case someone called and wanted to know where they were. Interesting. Dummy. Yeah. Dude's not good at this. Mm-mm. No. So she called again in a couple hours and he gave her another like bullshit Story. place that they yeah. were. This repeats itself a couple times. Mm-hmm. He says again, they were at the movies. And she's like, dude, 
they're not seeing a movie every four fucking hours. Right. Like, where is everybody? That was 15 hours ago. Right. So on September 17th, Kathleen finally called Emma's father, Mark Niederbrook, Nieder- right? That's what Nincompoop? I said. Ne- no, Niederbrook. Okay. Um, she's like, listen, like, I can't find my kid. Yeah. I can't go a hold of anybody. Some strange fucking boy answered the phone at your right. wife's house. Can you please just go fucking see what they're doing? Go yeah. knock on the phone, tell them to call me, like, yeah. please. So he's obviously like, absolutely, I'll go. And mm-hmm. he said he would go around five. It was close to five. So it wasn't like he was waiting 17 yeah. hours to go. Yeah. Um, so Richard's mom, actually would later say that the last time she spoke to Richard was around 7 p.m. on the 17th, so same day that they want Mark to go over there. Yeah. She said, quote, he sounded perfectly fine. My mother's intuition is pretty strong. No, it's not. No. Uh, He said he was having a good time, and he loves me. Hmm. Swell. Your mother's intuition didn't. (laughs) Right. Kind of missed it on this one. So, Um, So by midnight now, Kathleen hasn't heard from Mark yet. He was supposed to go check on them at, at five. Yeah. So now she's like, fuck this. She calls fucking police. Yeah. So she explains the whole situation and asks if they can go do a well-being check. Mm-hmm. So they go to the house and Richard answers the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like he fucking lives there. Um, Hello? Who this? And they're like, <laughs> hey, do you live here? <laughs> and he said, no, it's my girlfriend's house. Right. But they're all at the movies. Oh, dude. Yeah. I should have looked to see what movies were playing in 2009 <sighs> at that time. Um, you need another story, dude. I know. But movies. then they're like. Maybe like gone to eat after the movies. Maybe. <laughs> they went to Bennigan's. Right. I mean, come on. So then um, the police are like, cool, cool. But like her dad came over. Where, where's he? And Richard's like, yeah, he came by. He talked to everybody for a little bit, and then he he left. <laughs> and the cops were like, oh, oh okay. this is not good. Okay. Have a good night. Yeah. Bye. They called Kathleen and told her, yeah, yeah, we talked to Richard. He said everything's fine. They're at the movies. And she's like, listen, motherfuckers, like this is the seventh time they've gone to the movies. They're not going to the fucking movies. Like something's wrong. You need to go back there. Yeah. And they're like, nah, he's good. Cool. Jesus. Uh, so Kathleen's like, fuck this shit. Calls the house again. Mm-hmm. Why does this fucking kid answer? <laughs> Why does he answer again? I don't know. Let so it go then, to the fucking voicemail. Could you imagine if it was me calling? <laughs> Listen, you little fuckface. Right, right. So he answers, but now he, when she says, well, where are they? He's like, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Mm. Bennigan's, dude. They went to Bennigan's. Right. What's fucking wrong with you? <laughs> They went to Chi-Chi's. I mean, is that still a thing? <laughs> no, but that was amazing. My dad fucking it? loved Chi-Chi's. Oh, babe, that was my favorite restaurant of all time. I don't think I'd ever been there. I don't think I've ever been to Pepe's either. Oh, um, Chi-Chi's killed it. Did it? Babe, it hmm. was, oh my God, was it glorious. Hmm. I guess I we can't try it, huh? Mm, so. Nope. So now Kathleen's like, hmm. I'm going to try and get this idiot to fuck up. Yeah. So she's like, dude, something's obviously wrong. 
at that house and you don't want to tell me. Right. So maybe you should call the police. Mm. What, what, why does why he call the police, babe? <laughs> why, why did he call the police? Uh, this dude. So I put, so this fucking idiot calls the police. Yeah. Um, he tells the police he hears noises in his basement. What? First of all, it's not your fucking basement. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. So the police come. They go down to the basement. They don't find anything. Like the homeless man living in our basement. Yeah. Um, so they're like, cool, nothing there. Bye. Yeah. And they left again. Oh, dude. Again. Dude. These guys were like, I'm getting off in 20 fucking minutes. Like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. Right. So, which, so later on, it, I'll I'll tell you later on. Um, So on September 19th uh, at 2009, at 3.20 p.m., Virginia State Police come to the house again Mm. because Kathleen is not fucking letting up, okay? So they go to knock on the door and immediately smell the undeniable scent of decomposing bodies. Death. Um, So now I wanted to ask you, is the smell of decomp a probable cause to force entry? Mm, That's a really good question. I I would say yeah. Okay. Depending on to who. So... I could at least justify I've been to the morgue right. numerous right. I know what numerous it fucking times. Smells like. I know what it smells like. Yeah. A patrolman who might not. Might not yeah. I could see getting denied. But I I that that's tough. Well, it's that's, like that I mean that would be a toss up for the state's attorney to approve. Oh, no, I mean like they're standing at the door and they smell it. Can they force entry right then and there? <sighs> Yeah, yeah, you could, you could probably justify. That's what it. I'm thinking. It's like the Tyler Hadley case when the kid was like, "I smell dead bodies." Yeah, and somebody was like, "Oh no, it's just somebody smoking." No, yeah, because they I, smell the same. I, I I would say that's enough. Okay. To, so yeah, in Virginia, it's enough. They force entry into the house. Yeah. Um, Richard is nowhere to be found, and inside uh, the house in a downstairs bedroom. Uh, they find bodies. Mm. They found the bodies of Emily, 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 Emma, Melanie, and Deborah. Mm. So they back the fuck out, and they're yeah. like, "We're getting a search warrant. We're not yeah. touching dick." It's the way to do it. So um, when they came back with the search warrant, they found a fourth body. Mm. This was the body of Mark Niederbrook, her oh, dad. Damn. So, an officer would later say that this was the most gruesome crime scene he'd ever been on. I feel like every yes. like story you I was you just going to say that. Every detective says that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. To me, like, the, mm. they all were kind of the same. Yeah. Not, I mean, not trying to be a dick, but like, a I dead w- body is a dead body. I will say, like, so take out the body. Uh, if you have. Um, it, a dialysis dialysis shunt that doesn't stop bleeding, mother of God, <laughs> the fucking blood. Well, yeah, and I mean, that would look like a fucking crime scene. Babies and children were the worst, mm-hmm. but like 
regular adults, like the shooting victims, yeah. like they, they were all kind of the same. Like yeah. it wasn't. See, now we're, we're fucking, we have but black hearts and no souls and we're callous. Yeah, and we're so, ghetto paramedics and right. police. So we deal with that all the time. Right. So. The, there's only been one that freaked me out. And I still, to this day, don't know why. Because it wasn't gory. It wasn't bad. But I had a heart attack, hit a tree. Hmm. I saw his fucking face every day for a month when I closed my eyes. I don't know why. Hmm. But this shit, I'd be like, eh, all right. You you figure out, too, when you're in this field that the fake stuff looks real. Yeah. Like, the stuff in the movies looks more real than the actual real stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so the fourth body was identified as Mark Niederbrook. Um, all three were beaten, excuse me, all four were beaten with what police assumed was a sledgehammer, and that's because there was a, a sledgehammer in the house. Um, the damage to the bodies was extensive. Uh, the police thought that Mark was also killed with the sledgehammer, and it appeared that Mark was attacked from behind shortly after arriving at the house. Uh, Mark was so viciously attacked, the floor beneath him was destroyed. Jesus. And had soaked through with blood. Mm. So the police took to social media to track Richard down, like to find his pictures and stuff. Excuse me. So Andre, Sictanic the Solace, actually contacted the police because a friend had called him and was like, dude, Richard called me and told me he just killed a bunch of fucking people. So that Andre called the police and let them know. Wow. Um, him and Razakal walked the police through social media to find the most recent pictures of Richard on MySpace. So they knew what he would look like. Um, it obviously is apparent pretty quickly that Richard had killed them and then stayed in the house. Yeah, that's weird. Days. That's weird. He didn't bathe and he didn't change clothes. Oh, so when weird. the police came and knocked on the door, like you didn't smell him. Right. You weren't like. What the fuck? Because people will later say, like, the witnesses that saw him, that there was, like, gore. And by gore, I mean, like, chunks of, like, body on him. What the fuck? And they didn't, they apparently didn't. Wow, they really wanted to go home at the end. Yeah, I mean, they were done. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Chunk, chunks. Man, it's five minutes till shift ending. We gotta fucking go. Put the blinders on. So, Richard. Um, he stole Mark's wallet and his car mm. and tried to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. So th- now this was before the police find the bodies. So f- somehow he ran Mark's car into a fucking ditch, probably because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, they didn't know, obviously, that they were looking for him at this point. He said the car belonged to his girlfriend's parents and he was uh, sent on his way with a ticket for driving without a license. Wow. They didn't know they were looking for him, you know? Yeah. So they do have to tow the car. Mm -hmm. The poor tow truck driver was like, I have never smelled anything fucking like that in my entire life. (laughs) No. It's death. So he drove him to... um, convenience store and got him the fuck out of his truck as quickly as possible because he said he smelled absolutely atrocious yeah uh from there richard took a cab to the airport because he's like fuck this i'm out i'm going back (laughs) home so it's an hour ride to the airport yeah this poor cab driver (laughs) by the name of curtis gibson said Richard stunk so bad that he was actually dry heaving with all of the windows down <laughs> because Richard, quote, 
smelled like the devil. Dude, how yeah. did the cops not fucking... Yes. Dude, what are you doing? So this Curtis, the cab driver, described Richard as calm and very nice and said Richard told him he had gotten into a fight with his girlfriend, Emma, after she caught him going through her phone and got super pissed off at him. Um, he saw text messages from another guy saying he loved her and that pissed him off. Mm. So he tells Curtis, you know, I just want to go home and cool off, but we'll be fine. It was just a fight. She sent him the wrong messages. So Curtis Gibson later said that Richard spoke calmly and, quote, never raised any of my suspicions. Uh, other than you smell the like the devil. Yeah. Like. That's a little clue. That's not a red flag to you. <laughs> right. Um, now, I did hear in the Morbid's podcast, I'll just shout them out, that they, the police at this point with the car didn't see anything and the cab driver didn't see anything on his clothing because uh, he was possibly wearing like a hoodie over yeah. it. So yeah. um, the cab driver said he spoke very highly and lovingly about Emma and said that their first meeting was everything that he wanted it to be. And her smile was like nothing he'd ever seen. Hmm. He said something like he was going to have to tell her, uh, he was going to have to sweet talk her, but they would definitely be fine. Sure. Yeah. On September 19th of 2009, at approximately 1 a.m., the police shared Richard's photo with the Richmond National Airport. Uh, they did find Richard sound asleep in the baggage claim. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whoops. Uh, That'd be better if he was like on the baggage, (laughs) like going in a circle. (laughs) I mean, that's what I would fucking do. Um, He shows literally no emotion. Like they poke him to wake him up because really who wants to get fucking close to that? Hey, who that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) He was uh, arrested for the murder of Mark. Wow. And only Mark originally because that's the only one they had solid evidence of because obviously at the car. Um, so he was charged with robbery and auto theft also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, September 21st, 2009, the autopsies were performed. All of them showed a blunt force trauma to the head with either a sledgehammer, a ball peen hammer, or a wood splitting ball, which is like an axe. Yeah. Um, on steroids, I guess. It's pretty... Mm-hmm. I don't know who fucking has those laying around, but whatever. I mean, I have a hatchet in my closet. Yeah, you do. But my dad made it. It's like a handmade hatchet. Mm-hmm. He's like, you use this if anybody breaks in. Dad. Well, I mean, I keep two guns next to me. Well, okay, all, but it's times. a gun. You know how close mm-hmm. I have to get to somebody with hitting with this fucking hatchet? True. It's very nice. It's got a very nice handle on it. Um, okay, Dexter. Sorry. so they had been beaten so severely and violently that identification by sight alone was virtually impossible yeah Uh, it is believed that emma melanie and deborah were killed within a day or two of the concert and mark was killed immediately after he got to the house yeah uh while police are arresting richard uh california police are actually executing a search warrant at his home in california Mm -hmm. checking his mom's instinct you know yeah uh, his family is woken up by the police saying Richard has been arrested for murder. There's a shit ton of bodies and we're taking the computer. <laughs> yeah. Have a nice night. So on October 19th, it goes pretty quick because there's not much after this. Uh, October 19th of 2009, Richard is indicted on six counts of capital murder. Wow. The case never goes to trial. Because, really? Yeah, because his attorney was like, You're going to lose. <laughs> like, 
Uh, this one's kind of bad, buddy. <laughs> you're going to die yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, I can't save you. Yeah. So we're going to go for a deal. Yeah. So they got him a deal. He pled guilty to two counts of capital murder and two counts of first degree murder. Mm -hmm. And I did look up the difference because I forget, apparently. So it's different in each state. So so in Virginia, uh, capital murder is first degree murder, obviously, Mm -hmm. with, quote, special circumstances that make a crime even more. Uh, I forgot. I even looked up how to say this word. So something else is happening. So like the robbery and right. the murder. Um, uh, there could have been something done to the bodies post-mortem. Yeah. So it, it makes it... Um, I'm really pissed I forgot how to pronounce this word. It, it, it makes it worse, yeah. essentially. Uh, first degree murder is willful, deliberate, and premeditated. So capital murder, obviously, is first degree murder. There's yeah. just more to it. He was sentenced to four life sentences and waived his right to an appeal. Um, he's an actual piece of shit. Yeah. Because his raps uh, are talking about watching people taking their last breath and stabbing, stabbing until there's nothing left. Mm, uh, damn, dude. There's also a YouTube video of him defiling soldiers' graves while laughing. What a fucking dick. Like, that's that's what, yeah. That's a dick move. So, which one are you? Are you this meek, mild kid who doesn't fight yeah. back? Or, like, and defi- by defiling, he he's pissing on their graves. Yeah. Like, what a fucking asshole. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Ugh. So, Razakal comes out and says that no one in the horror core scene will ever rap about these murders. Out of respect. They were, their people were not going to do it, you know. Good. She then is quoted as saying, quote, we rap about it and it finally happens. It should be like a slap in the face, right? But no, shit happens. And I don't think she meant it in a bad way. Right, <laughs> like, right. Because she, she was friends with these with these people. She was really good friends with the girls. But um, she also confirms again that she never heard Emma call Richard her boyfriend, but she did hear Richard say Emma was his girlfriend. Yeah. And then says, quote, this sounds kind of messed up, but to me, it would make more sense if some random person would have broken into that house and did all that before it makes sense that Sam did it. You could push over this kid and walk all over him. Mm, so we he really, snapped. Yeah. Now, obviously, because there's a plea deal, we don't know what the fuck happened. No. We don't have a clue. He does end up releasing a statement through his attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he was in a full rage. After the concert, um, after seeing text messages and being rejected. So yeah. he did, he, the text he messages he talked about, he off. did see. Yeah. yeah. Um, the 14th or 15th, so the day after, two days after, he was alone drinking, smoking pot, and taking pills. Not he, a good combo. No. He killed Melanie first because she was on the couch. She was the closest. She was collateral damage. Yeah. Uh, Deborah was then killed upstairs, so obviously she wouldn't come downstairs in case she heard. And Emma was killed in the downstairs bedroom. Damn. He then killed Mark on the 17th. He dragged Melanie and Mark's bodies into Emma's room and then thought about killing himself. He should have. No, he didn't. No, he should have. You didn't. You wanted people to know you fucking did this. Yeah. Because like it or like you may be this meek, mild little fuckface, but part of you is psycho, Sam. Mm-hmm. So, you, fuck you. Yep. Um, 
he did confirm that he used a wood splitting ball. Damn. Which look up a picture of it. It's pretty fucked up. Um, he said he chose that weapon because he thought it would quickly knock them out and they wouldn't suffer. But what a dick. Uh, he was actually caught smiling at reporters during court hearings, coming in and out of the courthouse. Yeah. And his attorney was like, oh, it's a nervous smile. Mm. No, it's not. It's being no, it's a not. dick smile. It's being a dick smile. Because if you laugh in uncomfortable situations like that and you yeah. really have remorse, you would put your fucking head down. Yeah. So nobody would see you. Yeah. I laugh in uncomfortable situations all the fucking time. More than I should. Yeah. You put your head down and you fucking walk away. Like you don't, no. You, you smiled at these fucking people. Yeah. So he did write several, several, Jesus fucking Christ. Several. It's my brain. It's my brain. It's broken. He wrote several letters in 2011 and they were given to a murderbilia crime collector uh, who owned Serial Killer Inc., and the dude sold them for $15 a piece. <laughs> um, dark, dark Vomit is another website yeah. for murderbilia uh, that listed his letters for $30 and <laughs> autographed photos for $25. Oh my God, terrible. But you, were, you felt sorry, you felt bad you yeah. were going to kill yourself, but you're That's autographing fucking these fucking pictures. Uh, so now it is, it's actually federal law. That an inmate cannot make money off of their crime. That's good. They can't write books, shit like that. Yeah. Now, these guys could sell the shit for him and like put it on his commissary so he can get a honey bun. But yeah. you just have a fucking honey bun. No. You don't. No. So so those are the uh, mm. the Farmville murders. Man, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. He fucking snapped, dude. Like, and he just kept getting... <laughs> The police were at his house, at, yeah, three, at their house, more times than they've ever been to our house. Dude, like, ever. That, that reminds me of the rapper in the basement. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not going to fucking say anymore. <laughs> My guys that I used to work with will know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. I mean, <laughs> at least you looked. <laughs> Maybe not hard enough, but right. <laughs> you looked. But I have to wonder, too, like, so three of these bodies were in a downstairs bedroom. Yeah. And the police came in to go to the basement. Yeah. Where was the bedroom located at? I mean, you're not passing much to get to our basement. But right. if there was a body in the bathroom, I think you would fucking yeah, I notice. Think you would fucking see it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad on mm-hmm. their part. That's, mm. Bet they got in trouble for that one. Whoops. I would say so. Yeah. I would think. But so Well that was good. Yeah. That was interesting. Now Razakal is still making music. So <clears throat> I feel oh, like really? Yeah, I feel like you should listen to it. I'm gonna try. Because I'm not gonna like it. I'm gonna try. I'm you gonna know see that. what's up. Um I probably will like it. I'm sure you're gonna fucking love it because that's the type of shit you listen yes. to. Which the irony of that is not lost on me. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, as soon as we get on the couch, I'm yeah. going to fucking look it up. It's just like our first um, date. Yeah. And I use that term loosely because we had already been together for a long time. Yeah. When you picked me up and Fuck the Police was playing. <laughs> That's a great I song. I got in the car and I'm like, aren't, aren't you the police? But it's a great song. It's a phenomenal <laughs> song, but you're the police. Like, I didn't really think you would. All right. Well, cool. We'll, we'll go with that. Well. Anyways. 
So, that well, was that was case. good. Uh, the next one will be Patreon yes. only. Yes. And it will be who? Jody Arias. Ooh. Jody Arias. Yeah. She's another one. Mm-hmm. Who's, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know what, though? Let me rephrase that. She plays crazy. Yes. I don't think she's crazy. I think I she knows either. exactly what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. She's just a fucking psychopath. You know who's actually crazy, and you know who fucking puts on an act. Right. And, like, t- this kid, I think he put on a fucking act. Yeah. I think he got mad and he got clearly yeah, did not deal with his off. anger well. Yeah. Jody Arias, though, I think she just... I think she tries to act crazy, and she thought she was smarter than everybody else when she was trying to act crazy. Right. She's apparently having a grand old time in jail, though. Is she really? Oh, yeah. She's having a great fucking time. Like, how? She's probably in some Bible group. and No. Maybe she's going to, like, major in criminal justice, which they all do in prison? Which, yeah, what the fuck, that, that dude? that cracks me out. What? What? Fucking stupid. Why are you doing that? Right. So, we do have a couple more requests for, like, non-Patreon. Yeah, I think we have, like, four or five more yeah. requests, regular ones. Um, I have to look at them. Yeah. I know one of them is, is Kyron Herman. Yeah. Which, his is still unsolved, as far as I know. Mm. Like, they think they know who did it, but... Yeah. Um, there was one that... Uh, fuck. I can't remember. It sounded pretty fucking interesting. I don't know. Okay. I'll, I'll figure it out. But, uh, guys, we got merch. Yeah. Get Come get the merch. Mm-hmm. So, you can go on Patreon and see what it is. You yes. don't, do not have to be a Patreon to right. purchase it. So, yep. we're also on Instagram, uh, ddup underscore podcast. Uh, Gmail, dduppodcast.1 at Gmail. Uh, Facebook. Yep. James Cash, Death to Us Part. Yep. Twitter, at DDU Podcast. Yep. Is that it? Yeah. Please sure? like, uh, subscribe, subscribe, share. Share, and please leave reviews. We're always yeah. in need of reviews. And request. Tell me what you want to hear. Guys. Yeah. If I can make an episode out of it, I fucking will. Yeah, we'll add them to the list. Yep. We'll eventually get to them. So. So. But, yeah. Uh, that is it. I'm uh, trying to get them early like i'm trying to knock them out quicker yeah it was a rough week though it was yeah once the holidays are that, over too well the, and the eye twitching makes it hard to fucking see yeah, so a little bit it's like I, I can't see a line to write and you know how i am i'm like super anal about it yeah so that's why i think i'm gonna start typing this shit up yeah you might as well yeah eh. all right peeps hope you like that and so well, a couple of days i'd, I'd say for Jody Arias? Yeah, maybe the weekend. What's today? Sunday? Sunday, next weekend, or maybe Friday. Oh, it's, see, it's fucking Christmas Eve. Yeah. I'll try and get it so, done by... I'll try and get it done this week before the actual holiday okay. itself. Yeah, we'll we'll try. If not, then maybe Sunday. Yeah. We, next Sunday, we'll... Uh, we'll get it done before then. I want to start pumping these out quicker for these guys. Okay. I'll get it done before then. As soon All as right. I'm done cleaning out my closet. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you again. Thank you for listening. Like and share. Uh, Subscribe and reviews, please. Hit us up with the reviews. Yes. And we will be talking to you very soon. Bye. Bye.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.